Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Grace Out Loud. Amanda Grace here with you. We're going to be bringing in Marty Grisham in just a moment. Hello to everybody watching, jumping on in the United States and around the world and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. So we're going to bring in Marty Grisham so we can open in prayer. Hey, Amanda, how are you? Good. How are you? Wonderful. Just wonderful. So. Good. Marty. Yes. We must open in prayer. Mm. Mm -hmm. I will kick it off and you can bring it in with your Amanda bow tie. (laughs) Your little, you know, like, you know, I'm sure Chris wraps the presents and then you put the bow tie on. uh, Yeah. You will let you finish. That's what we're saying. Okay. Praise God. Okay. We have had already many shows and prayers this morning, so we're just rocking and ready to go. So, Father, we just thank you. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you. You're so faithful. First, we just give you thanks for the name of Jesus. You've given us that name that's highly exalted above every other name. So we look to you. We look to you. We look to you. We set our heart and our mind upon that beautiful, wonderful name of Jesus that you've given us. And we thank you for the blood, the blood that cleanses us, that causes us to be able to stand up and say, you know, there's really not even a sin problem because what washes away the sin of the world? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you for the name and for the blood. We thank you. We thank you. And we thank you for this time that this is not a show and this is not a podcast. This is a time of speaking life and revelation into the hearts and to the ears of the hearers. So, Father, we thank you for the next 30, 40, 50 minutes that you do what you do best. You made hearts, Father. You know how to adjust them. You know how to love them. You know how to just put a little extra mercy and grace upon them. You know how to heal them. We're in the hour of healing hearts like never before. So we thank you, Lord, that light is going to shine through this broadcast and is going to touch the heart and the lives of people, and their lives will never be the same. And as they apply what they hear and they walk in the truth of your word, Father, we thank you for just restoring much that has been stolen from them, much that has been lost for them. Some are thinking, I'll never get my life back. I've just spent 20, 30, 40 years in sickness. No, God will restore the joy. He'll restore your strength. He'll restore your body and he'll restore your life. So we thank you, Father, for light from your word today. And for the precious offices and to where we are called, that we will magnify you from that seat in the precious name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, we come before you this day, Lord. Father, we humble ourselves before you, asking you to forgive us of our sins, Lord. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Father. Father, we just ask, Lord, that the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives, for you, your will, your power become more in our lives. Father, you are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. We acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins, and he willingly died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. He made an open show and spectacle of the enemy before all of creation. Thank you, Lord. He rose again in three days, 
ascended back into heaven, took his victorious rightful place at your right hand, Father, where he not only rules and reigns forevermore, but is our advocate before your throne. And we honor that before you this day. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we welcome your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God and the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, Lord, to fill this place, Lord. Father God, to lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, my power and the reverential fear of the Lord, that the weight of your glory would fall, that the power of your presence would go forth and move. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of almighty God with authority now come forth in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, let be blocked, canceled, aborted, nullified, voided every plot scheme, contract, assignment of the enemy. Father God, let their communication lines be disrupted. Father God, let those plots and plans be dismantled and pulled down in Jesus' name and bound and cast back to the pits and the dry places and the areas, Lord, that you have designated for that to be bound there in the name of Jesus Christ and not return or have anything sent in its place. Father, take all the glory for yourself. You are the potter. We are most certainly the clay. You are the author and finisher of our faith. We say, Hashivenu Adonai, which means come to us, Lord, this day in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. God is good, Amanda. God is good. He is. So much time. going on. So much yes. going on in the world today. And you've been yes. really busy. Well, so yes. real quickly, catch me up because I don't get to watch everyone's shows. Catch me up on what the Lord's been uh, having you share lately. Do you mind? Uh, well, we I talked about, I did deliver a word from the Lord. Yeah. That I actually got 1.43 a.m. Um, that night that I had the minor surgery. <laughs> and okay. so the Lord woke me up, because when your flesh is knocked down, you could hear the Lord really well. Yeah, yeah. So he woke me up. And and I uh, and I I wrote it down as I heard it, and so I delivered that word. Um, and the interesting part was, uh, in that word, the Lord did go into Israel and what the UN was going to do before they did it. Wow! And so, but the Lord also had me talk about that in Genesis, in the book of Genesis, when the account of Noah is told. And it says, and and the earth was filled with violence. Yeah. That word violence in Hebrew is Hamas. Wow. C-H-A-M-A-S, Hamas. It also means a malicious witness. And then there's Kli Hamas, which I, I believe means a violent vessel. So someone that could be filled to do violence. So the earth was filled with Hamas. Yeah. So I went into that also. And then the other night I talked about, because I sat on it for a few days and prayed about it. And then uh, me and Barbara got together and, and, and sort of decoded this dream that I had about President uh, Trump on a golf course. And I don't dream about him often. This is not like this happens all the time, you know? So we decoded that because it had to do with a wound on his leg that was covered and and um, an unconventional shot that he made that is really not good etiquette in the golf world. But he did it anyway on the putting green. And so we went over that the other night and what that meant. And that sometimes the Lord, could he can see ahead that somebody's going to surrender. Yeah. And he will allow things to come out in the open. 
and he'll allow what's covered up to be exposed to drive men in the direction he needs them to go. And he did it with David, with Bathsheba. He did it with Moses when Moses killed the Egyptian and tried to cover it up. The Lord purposely uncovered it to drive Moses out of Egypt, to send him into the wilderness, to deal with him and prepare him to send him back. So sometimes the Lord will allow everything that's covered up to come out and be exposed to deal with men and drive them in the direction he wants them to go. Mm. So we talked about that. That's good stuff. Wow. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. Uh, and I wasn't trying to lead us. I just had that in my heart real quickly to ask okay. what's been going on. Cause I've been seeing you, you've been very busy, but I just have been very busy and we don't always get to watch everything mm-hmm. going on. Well, I guess we do have a caption this today. We do. Yes, I think okay. so. I think, I think we do have caption this today. Okay. Let's do caption this before we get into everything. Yes. Okay. Look at that. Oh my gosh, my heart. I is hope still. it's gumbo reading the word, Marty. <clears throat> and and learning. It's a bird word. Word, bird, bird, it's, word. It, yep. Yep. The bird is the word. Yeah. He is. But the but the word needs to to uh you know why his jaw is open? Because it, it, in Psalm 91, he's probably looking where it says, I will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Yeah. And that's a bird catcher. So really? he's probably shocked. <laughs> Wow. At that at that statement in the word in Psalm 91. He's probably very shocked. He's probably mm-hmm. very excited that his redeemer lives. Yes. Yeah, praise God. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have a caption this today? I believe so. Oh, there you go. Up, uh, that is noble at our sanctuary <laughs> and Okay, there, I'll call that. Um, this, this little piggy went to market. Uh, and above him, perhaps a little spider named Charlotte. Yeah, I saw that. That's crazy. Web. That's awesome. Perfect picture for Charlotte's Web. Yep, yep. that's it. <laughs> Charlotte's Web. Noble's looking fit and trim. Well, I got to say, Amanda, you're, um, that violent word there in Noah, mm-hmm. with Noah, that's really interesting. I, I did some teaching a while back. I think that's, is that Genesis 6? Yeah, Genesis 6. Yeah, Genesis so. 6. Yeah. Really interesting um, that you found that, that that word Hamas is there. And it's basically the darkness and the violence going on in the world at that time where God literally said, hey, I, I, I'm sorry I even made mankind. I know. That's, wow, that's it's pretty serious. Very, Lord, very extreme and serious there. Yeah. You know, when the Lord, <clears throat> rep- you know, in a way, you know, regrets making man when he totally regretted even doing it, you know, that is, that's, you know, you got to think about in that moment, how the Lord felt. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm so thankful that because it says the earth was filled. So when we think about that, right, we're not just talking about man. It means it has gone into the soil of the earth. Wow. Violence has gone deep into the soil of the earth. That's what it means. The earth was filled, meaning into the soil, in the atmosphere, you know, everything was yeah. filled. And did it, I'm not, I don't have it in front of me, but didn't it say even every intention and every, yes, every thought and intention was wicked. Yes. was wicked and darkness. So I'm so thankful though, then 
Noah's time, although we still see in the New Testament that, you know, there's coming a time like in the days of Noah. And I think yeah. most of us who do what we do, we say, hey, it's really looking more and more like the days of Noah. Yes. The days of Noah might be similar. Even that Hamas, that violence might be popping up more and more now. But mm -hmm. the big difference, which we have to be so grateful for, tons of gratitude, is that because Jesus came, we're in a completely dispen a different dispensation, meaning a section of time. The, how God interacts with mankind today is considerably different than how he acted with mankind during the days of Noah. Although yeah. the days of Noah may be looking like the days of today, God is not. Now, God didn't change. Remember, the Bible says God's not a man that he should lie, and God changes not. So mm -hmm. God never changed, but how God interacts with mankind changed because suddenly there came this Savior, this yeah. spotless lamb, this mediator, this advocate by the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus causes, now that he's a mediator between man and God, Jesus causes how God interacting with man to be a different way. Yes. God now legally can act more in grace. That's why the, when Jesus came, they, we started what theologians call a time frame of grace, a dispensation of grace, where it wasn't that way in the Old Testament. So praise the Lord in the middle of everything. We are children of grace. Yes. You and I, all of us that are watching, Amen. we are children of grace because we are able to become a children of God because of his son, whose name is grace. And mm -hmm. then also, uh, obviously oh, grace out loud. We're, we, we're talking about a topic that you know really well, yes. but, um, but how God interacts with us is just wrapped and shrouded with mercy. So yeah. much mercy for us. Well, it is. And Emmanuel means God with us. Mm. And God is with us. Um, not only that meant Jesus walking the earth, you know, yeah. and, and being with us, but meaning God's grace is always with us. And grace isn't just a get out of jail free card Yeah. of I can do what I want because Jesus covered it. Come on, grace talk about that. It's <laughs> also a function. Uh, it's like a function or ability, we'll say. Yeah, that the absolutely. Lord pours into you that enables you to do what you could never do on your own, endure what you could never endure on your own, persevere the way you couldn't persevere on your own. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I saw that years ago. I saw um when I the first time I heard because you know, I just grew up thinking grace was from that song Amazing Grace how sweet the sound that saves yes. a wretch like yes. me. Yes. And so I, I saw that and I'm like, well, praise God for grace. But then when I started studying it and went to Bible school, people started sharing with me what you said, that it, it's actually this endowment, this empowerment, this mm -hmm. ability where we can not just receive Christ as a Lord and savior. Mm -hmm. That's the saving side of grace. But now we can act like him, yes, walk like him, talk like him, look like him, represent him to the world. We're an extension of him because of that ability of grace, that abling grace, that empowering grace. He put himself in us to duplicate us. Yes. We look in the spiritual mirror, we're seeing Jesus. 
That'll mess with some people's minds. But he put himself, the Bible literally says we're just a tabernacle carrying him around. Well, we are. We Our bodies are temples. And who yeah. do you put in your temple yeah. is the big question. Who are yeah. you putting in your temple? What is driving you to do what you do? You know, is it the Lord or is it the enemy and all his friends? Yeah. You know, mammon, greed, jealousy, bitterness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anger, all his friends. So it's a matter of what is in your temple driving you to do what you do. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's a that's a question for people right now. It is. Yeah. Who's in your temple? Who are you tabernacling with? Ooh, tabernacling. That is a great new word you just invented. I love it when we come up with new words, Amanda. <laughs> tabernacling. T tabernacling. Who are you tabernacling awesome. with? I start using that. There you go. Use away, Marty. Tabernacling with Jesus. That'd make a great t-shirt. I'm telling you, Amanda, this is, is going to be good for you. It's good, <laughs> good change for your ministry, the tabernacling <laughs> revelation. The well, tabernacling. Yes. Speaking okay. about revelation. Yes. Hallelujah. So first Peter. Mm -hmm. Now I think I had prepared to show verse 17, but let's go to verse seven first. I knew you were okay. going to put that up there. First, uh, verse seven. This is just a good one right here. First Peter okay. chapter four, verse seven. Mm -hmm. Doesn't this just start off good today? But the end of all things is at hand. Yeah. Well, now, if I take that scripture and I talk about Noah yeah. and that how we now, in the end, that will look like the days of Noah again, yeah. we're mm -hmm. having us a little bit of this theme that we might be touching on today. But in the middle of everything, we just have to be so thankful, so grateful that we're now living in this time of grace. We're living in this time of mercy. We're living in this time where this loving father puts himself in us. And when he does and we become his child, you have to really work really, really hard to walk away from God. And that's where the enemy comes in and tries to deceive, tries to confuse people. He'll use pains in your bodies. He'll use circumstances. He'll use stinky people. The enemy will try to use a lot of different things to get people to turn away from God, but you have to willfully choose. God has made this so wonderful and so easy to be with him. You yeah. have to willfully choose to turn your back to God. Yeah. Well, that's just it. Willfully. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a willful choice. It's a willful act yeah. to do that. Yeah. And it's also a willful choice and a willful act to yeah. turn to God and to choose the Lord every day Yeah. and to choose to serve him every day. Yeah. It's a battle of the wills. Yeah, it sure is. Mm -hmm. That prayer of consecration, a while back I did the Ways to Pray series yeah. on our show. And I don't know, we're in the 30-something uh, shows, just that prayer series. But one of them, the most popular, most known, most spoke about prayer in the New Testament, I think over 140 times, is, the, is that prayer of consecration where Jesus said, Father, not my will, but yours be done. That's now you, we think of that one instance, but that Greek word for that prayer, that, that type of God, I want to decrease that you can increase. God, I want your plan. I'm going to let go yeah. of what I want in life so I can lay a hold of what you want for my life. That type of prayer is the number one type of prayer. 
And that's that willful side where I'm just every day doing what Paul said, die daily. Paul said, I die daily. It didn't mean he basically was dying. It meant he was, he was choosing his will daily. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that could hurt. Well, it can. It, well, it can hurt because yeah. we're we're in the flesh, and flesh is yeah. at enmity with God, and it's a it, it's a battle to have your spirit <laughs> take the lead with the yeah. Lord to corral and subdue the flesh. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. You know, if you think about it, when when the, when uh, you have a training facility that 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 breaks horses, right? Because horses need to be broken <laughs> to be ridden. Horses don't just are born and are fine with saddles being put on them and being having humans on them. That's just not the way it works. So there's a process the trainer goes through with a horse of breaking it, you know, of first putting the blanket over it and letting it get used to the feel of the blanket. And then after that, the saddle goes on. And then Mm. for days or weeks, the horse gets used to walking around with the saddle on. Right. Yeah. And then the first time the trainer gets on the horse that horse is going to buck and get mm. very upset because the horse is feeling weight it didn't feel before. And the horse has to get used to carrying yeah. that weight and submitting to its master, right? Because with a horse, the horse has to be willing to submit to you in order to be ridden. And so it's a process. And it's the same way with us. Yeah. It's the, it, it's the same way with us where we have to get used to I know. being under that yoke of the Lord and having the Lord steer the direction. And first the Lord has to break us in a way. Yeah. He has to break us for us to submit. So we're okay with the yoke and we're willing to listen to our master. Yeah. You know, I just really feel like it's a good time for me to just talk about how good of a husband I am. Um, (laughs) When you were talking about the horse carrying the weight and getting used to that, I just, in my, my, my mind works funny. My mind's always looking for something funny to say. It's really a problem, but I just was reminded of that one time years ago, Jenny and I, we, you know, went to some store, some grocery store to go shopping. And there was a time I would say, Hey, hop in the cart and I'll push you around. Well, this one time she actually did it because she's like, no, I'm not going to do that because it's not really, you know, you don't want to be a grown woman with a guy pushing you around a cart. This one time I actually talked her into it. She hopped in the cart and I kind of pushed her around for a minute or two in the grocery store. But, you know, so I just was just me sharing how much I love my wife that I will carry her weight. Mm -hmm. I will push her around in a shopping cart. But um, so that was just something funny. I just wanted to share with all of America. Sorry for sharing that. So um, back to our story. I want you to go back to the, back this verse again. First Peter 4, 7. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious. And watchful. In your fervent. Life. Wake up, body of Christ. The end is upon you right now. Be serious and watchful in your prayers. There's quite a few, Amanda, that don't even have prayers. And that's my job, your job. What we do Mm -hmm. is we bring them. Come on, let's pray. Let's show you how to pray. Let's get you excited about prayer. But the one thing about the serious part, I was reading this early this morning, and it really hit me about the serious side of it. Because, you know, you can be watchful but not serious. 
you can be now when I when I think about Mark eleven twenty four. That's one of the famous scriptures that shares faith, right? And Jesus said, what things soever you desire yeah. when you pray. Recently, mm-hmm. I've been interacting with people, endeavoring to help them get healed. Mm-hmm. And it seems as though, Amanda, their desire isn't big enough. They say they yeah, want what? it with their mouth. This one, this one person called mm-hmm. me nine months ago. It was a long time ago. I can't even remember who they were, but they called me and we were on the phone and and they said, will you pray for me? I said, absolutely. Real quickly, tell me what scripture we're standing on. And they said, the healing one. I said, okay, cool. Can you tell me, you know, just tell me where it's at. I want to be able to quote it. I can probably quote it. I want to be able to quote it because I want want to hook up to the scripture that you're already got faith in, that you're already standing on. They're like, well, you know, the healing one about the stripes. I said, where's that located? Yeah. And they didn't know it was in Peter. They didn't know where it was located. And they said, well, you know, it's just that one. I said, well, I tell you what you do. This is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Take two or three days, go find that scripture and maybe one more, know where they are, learn them, call me back. This is my cell phone number. Call me, text me, and then I'm going to release my faith with you because then I know you had enough of a desire in your heart to get healed that you actually did something about it, that you actually had enough yeah. weight, enough fervency, enough seriousness about that desire. It was just kind of like a hope before, but let's yeah. turn it into an issue of faith that you have a little more desire about it. And I, even this morning, I talked on this, or yesterday morning, I talked on this on my show, um, and I just talked about years ago, I wanted to get healed on something and I prayed and asked God and I took it by faith, right? Two months later, I remembered it. I never thought about it one more time. And you know, my issue was, my issue wasn't that I had a pain in my body. The yeah. issue, and I still had the problem, by the way, the issue was I didn't have enough of a desire. You got to build your desire up. If you don't really want something that you'll do something about it. God, God's not able to meet you there. He really wants you to have a fervency and really believe and really stand on it, really have a desire about it. The, I think it goes, the effective, effective, fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Yeah. And what happens is, and I know what happens because I went, went through this. Um, in a way, but sickness becomes their friend. Yeah, like a crutch. And it's the kind of friend you don't want to have yeah, because yeah. it will hold you back. It will hold you back. It will stunt your growth spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. It will prevent you from fulfilling the things God wants you to fulfill. It will yeah. put you in bondage in other areas of your life and other people in bondage that get enslaved to that sickness because they have to take care of you. And I'm not talking about someone going through something where they're really fighting it and standing in faith and doing all that. I'm talking about where if you want to get out of a pit bad enough, you'll find a way. Yeah, You'll find yeah. a way. And people get way too comfortable in that pit. So they get yeah. way too comfortable in that pit. And they get way too comfortable and it becomes their friend. Yeah. And so what happens from there is that that becomes the entire identity of their life. Yeah. Is they talk more about the sickness than they ever talk about getting healed or God or anything else. Yeah. 
And that is when it becomes a demigod. Yeah. And that is what is lording over your tabernacle and your life. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to um, care and have enough of a desire to let it affect your daily walk. Mm -hmm. Like, now, so one reverend, amazing minister said these words, said, you should spend time every day concerning your needs being met, prosperity. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I said the P word. Yeah, prosperity. It's okay. It's a real thing. It's all through the Bible. He said he wants you to prosper even as your soul prospers. So it's okay to have a prosperous gospel. It's okay to have a prosperous Jesus. It's okay to have a prosperous checkbook. It's okay yeah. to have a prosperous soul because Jesus was the closest with John. Uh, Jesus was jo- with John and John yeah. said, I want you to prosper as your soul prospers in the things of God. So, um, but if you want to prosper in life or you want to have healing in your life or whatever it is, you should have enough a desire for that, that you go to the Bible and find those scriptures on that and do what you and I say, we stand on them. We read them, we speak them, we quote them. Now you, you're a very diligent person. You are a person that gets up at night and prays. You, I mean, you're a diligent person. You're like, um, you're like a bulldozer, like an Italian long haired meatball slinging bulldozer. It's really what you are. Um, that when you get something in your sights, you you stick to it. You know, you go mm-hmm. after it. And there's a lot to be said about that. I know that because we've known each other for a few yes. years. There's something to be said about that integrity, that fervency, the effectual fervent prayer. Yes. Do you think effectual fervent prayed one little time and never thought about it anymore? Or did effectual fervent pray about it, and then all throughout the day, walking, oh, thank you, Lord, you're taking care of our problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Lord, that thing that I prayed about, you're moving on our behalf. I just yes. give you glory. I just give you praise. See, when you bring something to God, you bring it and you hold it before him. Because he said, put me in remembrance. So when you're praying the word, put him in remembrance. And then move it over into thankfulness where you, cause that way you can just keep it flowing all the time. Thank you, Lord. You're mm-hmm. good. You're merciful. It will that that's just it. You praising the Lord throughout the day after you've prayed that is yeah. activating your faith. It's showing him I'm praising you, Father God, that I have received it. I am praising you for it before it even happens because yeah. that's the type of faith I have. It's a demonstration of your faith before God. You can't pray it. And then the rest of you go, this is never going to happen. This is not going to work. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Oh, it'll never happen. Oh, I'm never going to get this. You are negating the yeah. very thing you prayed for. Death yeah. and life are in the power of the tongue. You cannot yeah. negate it. You know what happens sometimes? Because I'm Italian and we get frustrated. <clears throat> Don't worry, it's G-rated when I get frustrated, but still, I get frustrated. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Yes. So, but if I if I say something in frustration in a moment, you know what I do immediately? I'm sorry, Lord, in Jesus' name, I cancel those words. Mm, yeah, it's good. Very good. I cancel those words, Lord, and I praise you for that. So that's what I do. And yes, you have to, yeah. the Lord's got to work with you and train you to do that because your flesh really doesn't want to do that. But <laughs> it's very effective. Do you know I do it under my breath around people when they say things too? Like, for example, oh, you're going to die laughing when I tell you this. Under my breath, I go, I cancel this in Jesus' name. I cancel those words. I do under my breath. I cancel them. 
People it's don't good. realize what they're saying. Yeah. Oh, I got to tell you something. You're going to die. I cancel that in Jesus' name. I cancel those words. I do it under my breath. I do it yeah. the second I walk away, but I do it. Wow. I do it because yeah. I, God has shown me the seriousness of how powerful words are. Yeah. And so we have to be mindful of that when they're around people and they try to say things they don't realize that may try to stick to us. Yeah. You know, that the enemy may try to use as an open door, make it hard for him. We're supposed to make it really hard for the enemy Yeah. to attack us. We are. Yeah. We're supposed to make it really hard. And the stronger you get, the more deeply rooted you get, the harder it is. And that comes with the meat of the word. Yeah. So that comes with getting into the meat and getting off the milk. If somebody wants to keep you on the milk for their own purposes, get away from them. Yeah. Get away from them because we should be turning to the meat right now with what's going on in this world. Yeah. Time for the meat people time for it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the scripture you quoted in James, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That's talking about Elijah because Elijah wanted it to, wanted to stop raining. And he did. He prayed with this effectualness, with this ferventness, uh, this fervency, better way to say it. And it stopped raining. And then after three and a half years, he came back with that same level of effectual fervent, the same way he prayed one way, he came back and prayed that same way. And it began to rain again. He had this spiritual strength, this, this initiative inside him to push and and really make a, a pull and a push on what he yeah. wanted. So when we go back to the same scripture, 1 Peter 4, verse 7, but the end of all things is at hand. We need to get serious. It says be serious and watchful in your prayers. We need to get serious. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why you said it so good while ago, you said about stopping the enemy, the most powerful, number one, most frequent way you can stop the enemy is stopping the thoughts. And I said the other day to someone, I said, I think it might've been on one of my shows. I basically said, listen, you're hearing Satan. When thoughts are coming opposing God, you need to act like they're coming straight from his mouth. They might be coming from darkness. They might be coming from some lower class demon or something. They might be coming from your neighbor. I don't know. But but, um, you need to consider those thoughts to be absolutely a product or a byproduct of the enemy. Those thoughts themselves are an enemy. And it's because of the revelation now that we understand of what the stronghold is. The stronghold talked about in Corinthians is literally thinking it's thoughts that someone's accepting and they get a strong hold on that person. That's why we have to get serious and strong in holding on to what God says because there are these demonic, twisted, messed up, opposing God thoughts called strongholds, these mindsets that come. And and, and I'll tell you, one of my biggest revelations on the stronghold is when the Lord took me and showed me Satan's throne and out of Satan's throne came a package and I said to the Holy Spirit, what is that? And he said, that's a stronghold that Christians should not be in politics. So how many, Amanda, have we met that are amazing, loving, good Christians 
They absolutely believe we shouldn't touch politics. We have to stay out of politics. Well, they have got the thinking of Satan. It literally came in this Mm -hmm. powerfully deceptive way, and they allowed it in their mind. They allowed that. And now they're being held by that until they take authority over it and begin to resist those thoughts. Resist the enemy, he and his thoughts, and they'll flee from you. Yep, and the the uh, the scripture before that, I believe, is submit to God. Yeah, there it is. Submit yeah. yourself to God, because when you're <laughs> under submission to God, it's far easier to resist. Yeah, the enemy. Second yeah. Corinthians ten four through five. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Yeah. If we would do that, oh my gosh, you talk about the love walk becoming perfected because listen, God lives in us. Our hearts are right. We don't want to judge and label people. And, but the enemies just bombards us with this division, yeah. bombards us with thoughts all the time, just trying to break down your will, yes. break down your wall and get you to accept these simple little thoughts. But when you give heed to them, when yeah. you give heed and feed, they become strong holds in your thinking, in your thought life. They do. Yeah. They do become strongholds. And then what happens is that has to be broken and brought down. And that's not always pleasant when that has to happen. Yeah. So we really have to be careful about protecting this and watching what we say out of here. Yeah. This is why putting on the whole armor of God every day is so important because A, you don't want to go into battle without your armor, but B, you've got what? The helmet of salvation. What does a helmet do? Protects. It it protects. It protects our head. It protects our mind. That's what a helmet does. And it's the helmet of the salvation that we have been bought with a price. We are protected because we have been brought with the price, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And so we have to put our armor on according to Ephesians 6 every day day every day every day without fail father god in the name of jesus christ i ask according to ephesians chapter six you put your whole and complete armor on me yeah this day in jesus name yeah very simple to do big effect yeah god is faithful to meet us all where we're at now that's what's beautiful about the word you can take the most powerful amazing gifted person minister who's got a worldwide ministry and that person can take a scripture or you can take someone that just came to Jesus and knows nothing. And that person can take that same scripture and it can bring power in both of their lives. We never outgrow the word. It's full of life and powerful. So it doesn't matter. So if you're thinking you're listening today, like, Oh, I've done such a bad job. Uh, you know, taking care of my thoughts. I've done this wrong. Stop that thinking just for a minute. This is not a condemnation message. This is a liberating message. Just telling you that the word of God is quick and full of life and power and is ready no matter where you are at what level of mistakes or no matter what level of... Keep talking. Yeah. No matter what level of mistakes or what level of success you've been operating at, I'm telling you the precious word of God and the Holy Spirit coming and working with you with inside the 
Word of God. The precious Word of God has got answers for you. It will meet you whatever level you are and begin to deliver you, set you free, heal you, supply your needs. It will meet you right where you are, and it's everything you need to take you on across the finish line. So let me show you and amen to that what the Word of God looks like in the realm of the Spirit. Oh, yes. For the enemy in the kingdom of darkness. <laughs> this is what it looks like. Look how big wow. this sword is. And it actually has uh, the Ephesians, uh, Ephesians chapter 6 on it. Ephesians 6, 13. Put on the full armor of God so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand. Yeah. But this is what it looks like. And so this, <clears throat> this. Yeah looks like this mm. to the enemy in the realm of the spirit. And every time you you speak it, you're swinging it. Resist the enemy and he shall flee from you. Yeah. Right? It is written. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles and schemings of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Yeah. In the name of Jesus Christ, Satan, I rebuke you because I have been given power and authority through Jesus Christ. Every time you speak scripture, God oh, is my shield, my glory, and the so lifter good. of my head. That, that It's swinging. You're swinging this. Yes. Yes. Makes you want to swing scripture a little more, doesn't it? Because what happens when you're swinging a sword? It's very difficult for someone to get near you. Absolutely. To hurt you because they can get injured. You see, what Satan wants to do is try to get you with the least amount of damages inflicted on his interests. Yeah. His kingdom. And his army. And if you get to a point where there's going to be ways it and there's too many damages to potentially be inflicted on him, that causes a retreat. Mm. But this is resisting the swinging like <laughs> this, like that's resisting. That's standing your ground with the word. It's the most so powerful thing we have. Yeah. Yep. So powerful. There's your visual. Yeah. There's your visual. And here's your scripture. Matthew 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Praise the Lord for that. And verse 3. Now when the tempter, Satan, came to him and said, If you're the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. And Jesus yeah. said, It yeah, is written. And then he said the word of God. I was teaching on this this last week, and I just was quickened in my heart. 100% of the time, 100% of the time that Satan tempted Jesus, 100% of the time Jesus said it was written, it is written, and he spoke the word to the devil. Now, listen, I don't know if you come from this church or this church, or I don't know what denomination you came from before you met Amanda and maybe heard of this crazy Marty guy. I don't know where you come from, but I want to bring you back from wherever you come from. I want to point you back to what the Bible actually does teach us. The Bible okay. says that you're supposed to speak to Satan. This wasn't just the role of Jesus. Jesus was a son of God. That's why in Matthew 4 in the wilderness, he spoke to Satan. No, Jesus said, I'm going to make you into little mini-me's. Really, honestly. That's why a Christian, what does a Christian mean? Do you know? Christ-like. It's a, yeah, it's a well, Christ. Yeah. It's yes. a Christ person. You're yes. a duplicate of him. You're doing. You're yes. you're finishing his life in the earth. Well, if I'm going to do that, I should walk like him. I should look like him. I should love like him. I should talk 
like him. Jesus spoke to the enemy, and so are we. Well, Marty, in what way are we supposed to speak to the enemy? Well, you don't sit down and have coffee and talk about the weather, and you talk about, oh, did you see that on CNN? By the way, Satan watches CNN. No, you need to be speaking the word of God. Jesus didn't carry on this full dialogue with demons. He didn't carry on this full dialogue with Satan for hours and hours. He said, it is written. And then he said the word of God. Mm -hmm. Now, do you know why Amanda, the conversation didn't keep going? Because the Bible says when you resist him in James four, seven, he flees from you. Yes. Now we have three three times here that Jesus said, it's written, it's written, it's written. In Matthew 4, Satan had to flee and the conversation was over. And that's the process of resistance. It is persistence. Yeah. It is standing your ground. Persistent resistance. Yeah, Mm. persistent resistance. Like that. Yeah, you go. Persistent resistance. Okay. (laughs) So. Nice. And Jesus at that point, when did the enemy come? The enemy came when he thought he was at his weakest. Yeah, that's a good point. When he thought he was, because the enemy's an opportunist, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why it is spoken about, I believe it's in Second Peter, the enemy roams about like a lion, seeking whom he may devour. Lions are apex predators. They go after the weakest, the injured. Yeah. They don't want collateral damage to them. Good. So they go after the weakest. Same thing with Satan. He doesn't want collateral damage to him and his kingdom and his interests. So he tries to go after you at your weakest point. That's a good point. Yeah. That's when he strikes. He did it with Jesus. Jesus was tired. He was hungry. He was thirsty. His flesh was feeling it. And that's when Satan took the opportunity. I've just got a really cool idea for us, Amanda. Okay. Because this is our show. We can do whatever we want. Why don't we make a quick list just out of our head and our heart? What's the list look like of how to not be weak? Like, what do we do to not end up at that weak moment? Because if the enemy's looking for weakness and looking at it for us, as you said so wonderfully, looking for us to be at our weakest moment where he can come in like a lot. Because you're so true about that. That's what happens. You see all the videos and you see the one little, the little animal that's not, you know, very powerful or got isolated from the, the, you know, the big herd, then the lions will come in for whoever's the weakest because they don't want to be hurt themselves. So what, what, let's build a list real quickly. of Okay. What do we do? To keep from having those weak moments. How do we keep ourselves built up and strong? Number one, we have to be in this every day. Okay. Be in the word every single day. Very good. Every day. That is your soul food. Yeah. And when you you deny your soul of food, your soul's going to feel it. Your soul is going to feel it. Man, you soul food. Amanda, you're telling me the names of my next eight shows. Okay. <laughs> soul food. Man. Gosh, I might have to have a whole healing revival based off of chitlins and turnip greens. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Baked beans. So um so that's good. That's a really good that is really you just hit the first one, right? And you know, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna I'm gonna put number two on my list okay. is yes. What I need to do right now, because a few people have heard, Marty, you need to get some rest. 
I need a rest. Mm-hmm. Respect the Sabbath. Yes. Because see, um, don't try to make everything just spiritual. If you're naturally physically tired yeah. because you've not taken that one time to rest when you should, whatever's affected naturally is going to affect you spiritually. Yes. So naturally, Marty needs to take a day off every week. And so that would be what I would say, number two, find that rest time. It's actually a commandment. Well, it is a commandment. Our bodies do need to rest. Uh, Our bodies need to physically rest. And then spiritually, we need to rest in the Lord, which means trust in him. Yeah. Have confidence that he will fulfill what he says he will fulfill. Good. So, okay. What's number three? Um, well, number three, you, okay. Number three, every day you have, must be in communion with God. You must oh, yeah. put God first. He's got to be first and you <laughs> must be in communion with him. Meaning having an open dialogue with the Lord and being a good listener oh, to what on. he has to say. Barbara yeah. said, you know what Barbara said to me the other day? She said, Amanda, one of the highest compliments to God, besides coming into that relationship with him through Jesus Christ, you know, in obedience, besides praise and obedience in that, is being a good listener yeah, and being willing to listen to what he has to say. She said that to me the other day. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got the next one on the list, Amanda. This is kind of fun. It's like a new thing we do. <laughs> Grace Out Loud list of the week. Grace Out Loud top 10. Create some cool music and have some dancing cats with guitars. This is going to be big. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Here we are. Okay. Make sure you don't get stuck in hope. Because so many people are like, oh, man, I hope God comes through. But yeah. hope itself is supposed to be turned over into faith. Hope in the Lord. See, yes. hope in God is completely different than faith in God. Like, I hope this works. Yeah. That, that See, means you want it by chance to work. You don't want yeah. that. Yeah, you need to release. You need to turn it into faith and release yeah. it. Now, remember Hebrews says, faith is, this, faith is the substance of things hoped for so see hope is the foundation that faith is built upon but a lot of people stay in the zone of oh i know god is my answer i know god can come through for me i know god wants to i know he can and they just stay in that place right there and they never turn it into releasing God by faith that he can actually move on their behalf and I'm telling you this is a big deal so many people because I've been interviewing I've been talking to people we're now turning more into a prayer and healing ministry we're ministering healing we're we're teaching how to receive healing so many people are wrapped up in believing God can and he will but they never unleash the faith and step into it and say it's mine now. They yeah. stay in the zone of hope and it never turns into faith. Uh, that's good. Yeah. 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 You don't want to say I hope it works like by chance. I hope by chance. <clears throat> yeah. No. 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 Hope your faith. faith. Yeah. See, you're turning hope into faith. Your faith yeah. will keep you strong. Mm-hmm. And our list is how do you keep from getting weak when you are living in faith in God? Yes. You're strong because yes. you know. 
You don't have the answers. Oh, but you've unleashed the wonderful God who does, and he's taking care of your problems for you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I'm thinking because I'm thinking how to say this. Um, Okay. Okay. So breaking cycles. Oh, has kept you in willfully breaking that cycle. The enemy works in cycles. He thrives in cycles. He loves them. They're his go-to. You have to break them. Generational cycles, bad habits. Yeah. You have to break them to grow and mature. You have to break these cycles because that cycle will keep you emotionally, spiritually immature. Yeah. It will, and you will not grow. And if you're not growing, you're not a threat to the enemy. If you're not growing and bearing fruit, you're not a threat to him. Yeah. You want to be a threat to him. You want him to be afraid, to be very afraid Mm. because you have that relationship with Jesus Christ and you are growing in that and maturing in that because in maturing, you see tactics of the enemy you didn't see before. Yeah. That's oh, what that's happens. so good. You get to see so much more than <laughs> yeah. you saw before, which makes it again harder for him to find an angle. Yeah, yeah. I think what we talked about earlier about the thoughts and about mm-hmm. the strongholds and the mindsets and the yeah. throne of Satan and the thoughts. I think the thought cycles are that's really the, yep. thought cycles. really fit really fit. Yep. Yeah, fit well inside your your number five mm-hmm. breaking. So number one in the word every day. Number two, rest. Number three, come um, commune with God. Be a good listener. Mm-hmm. Number four, turn your hope what you're hoping for. Turn it into faith and release faith in God for it. Number five, breaking cycles. And inside that, we can say there's wrong thinking. Because really, at the end of the day, if you really break down and dissect every trouble and every problem in someone's life, many, 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 many times it started with just wrong thoughts they accepted. I I, I see sometimes we're ministering with you and you're ministering. Yeah. Sometimes you'll spend more time with someone and you'll get over into deliverance. And yeah. I have this thought to myself, because you may be endeavoring to take care of a spirit. Those spirits are invited in. When people accept thoughts, yeah, it's just that simple. Right. Brother Hagen was taken in a vision and shown that by by Jesus that when we accept wrong thoughts, to the extent that we give heed to them, is the same extent that the devil's allowed to come in and get strong with that hold. Yes, and That's, that well, that is, and on top of it, what you can do is. If you get those thoughts yeah. immediately, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come out of agreement mm. with this. I Immediately, I come out mm. of agreement with it. The Lord, when <laughs> was like it? it? Last week or the week prior, he started talking to me about this, about coming. You Physically, when you release that and you say, I come out of agreement yeah. with this, there is nothing then that joins it to you for that to grow. Because death and life are the power of a tongue. So you're releasing that like a weapon. I come out of agreement with this in Jesus name. I don't agree with this thought and it makes it very hard to anchor then. Yeah. Very hard. And it destroys the plans of the enemy to plant that in you to get it to grow. 
I think you just jumped in and did number six <laughs> with death and life are in the power of the tongue. So good job, Amanda. Thank you. I think that's just really was, I was going to try to lead you to that one. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you just jumped into it and took it. So good job. Praise God. Okay. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So just keep your tongue in line with what you believe to keep your tongue in line. If you say, Oh, I'm having a horrible day. Guess what's going to happen in the next 30 minutes. It's just yeah. going to get more horrible because you have this creative force. You're in the image of this creative father. He put his DNA of creation ability inside you and you frame your world with yep. your mouth. And so death and life. So just choose to speak positively. Yes. Life choose to speak yep. the right way. So that was a good one. And then I've got this one, which kind okay. of piggybacks on that. And I just said piggyback to Amanda Grace. Piggybacks on that. Okay, it's just no, a big joke. Thrilled and so is Duchess. Okay. Anybody knows pigs, it's Amanda. So the power of praise, that's number seven, the power of praise. Once I trust God and I, my heart is, I'm moved from faith yeah. over and, and I spend time in the word, all of these things that we do, I, I resist the enemy when he comes with thoughts. I commune with the Lord, all of these things. I want to live a life in the power of praise. Just having this gratitude, this magnitude. Oh Lord, I just thank you. And you don't have to make it a big, a big deal when you're at the dinner table and you're just, yeah. you know, you can be driving down the road and just mm -hmm. fellowshipping through praise with him in your heart. Oh Lord, I thank you. You're so good. You're so worthy. Oh, you're answering my prayers. Yeah, you're faithful every single time. You always come through for me. I see how you took care of Israel. I see how you led them. I see how you're protecting them now. I see how your hand is upon your body now. I see how faithful you are in the New Testament, the Old Testament, the book of Acts, all of your wonderful works you're doing for those for me as well. You're so loving. You're so kind. And you just stay in this zone of magnifying him. You do. And I'll give everybody a good habit to start. Yeah. Now, scientifically speaking, I believe uh -oh. it takes about 30 days to form a habit. Dr. Amanda. Yes. I, I, I believe that's true. It takes about 30 <laughs> days, I think, to form a habit. Okay. But when you first wake up in the morning, now I'm going to show you what I do in the morning. And this, this has been a habit that's been formed now. Mm. First thing out of my mouth, I open my, let me tell you, I go through some crazy things during the night. Chris is throwing the lights on at 5 a.m. yelling, <laughs> come on, Toby, trying to get him outside. This morning, this morning, 5.30 a.m., I'm trying to go back to sleep. Man, I have a tick on me. Back up. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. <laughs> sometimes my sleep gets like, you know, a little disrupted. But <laughs> when I wake up, right, this is what I say. Good morning, Father. I love you, Father. Good morning, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I love you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for another day. I praise you for another day. The first yeah. thing out of my mouth. It's good. Is praying. Yeah. Is, is saying good morning to them, acknowledging them. They're first in my mind. And then praising them for another day. So you've automatically released praise at the beginning of the day. Yeah. Over your life and your day. Now what? That took me fifteen seconds. Yeah, exactly. Very powerful. You just kickstarted a certain direction. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was just yesterday or today. And of course, I got up really. I got up really, really, really early this morning. But one of the last two or three days, yeah. I remember um, 
I got really wrapped up in all I needed to do. And I've got my task list in front of me. And I'm, yeah. Clay Clark's taught me how to get things done. And I've got my stuff and I'm moving forward. And I was feeling the pressure and the stress of, oh, man, I'm not going to get many breaks or much rest today. I got a busy, busy day. Yeah, Podcasts, shows, studying, other things that I do all over Tulsa. All of this. And then I stopped and I just said, hey, Father. And when I said that, his presence just hugged me, just fell on me and warmed me up and hugged me. And I'm like, oh, Father, how did I? You know, when you have that embrace of his presence, it really it really shakes you to win the, of the times that you don't have that embrace because you've gotten so busy in yourself. That's we can it. do what yeah. we do throughout the day, staying in his embrace. With Amen. our mouth, we acknowledge him. We set our heart. But, but Amanda, how do you set your heart on something? With your mouth. Yes, you do. actually. The, fun, the, the 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 this is a this is a funny little story. But this morning, um, Stacy, who does our finance and operations, and yeah. she's very gifted at that, she's came awesome. down into the kitchen, right? And she was getting, uh, Chris was making her a cup of decaf coffee, right? And she's, so as she walks away, she goes, the Lord be with you. And I said, and also with you. And everyone else started laughing. <laughs> you know what? Right there, you know, throughout the day. Yeah. Those little exchanges, you know what yeah. I mean? That yeah. keeps the Lord at the forefront of your mind. Like in my mind during the day, I'm always conscious of him. Yeah. That he's watching, that he's there that he may want to say something that I have to stop and listen to. You know, I'm conscious of that. Yeah. When you get very conscious of that, the Lord becomes way more tangible. That's good. Yeah. So People good. put him so far away sometimes because they're not conscious of him. There's not a conscious effort there to yeah. know he's there, you know, and yeah. to ask the Lord to feel your presence and to start your day with praise. And when that happens, he is tangibly there. Yeah, yeah. You feel him. It just, while you were talking, it just dawned on me that the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, Jesus said the Holy Spirit will bring things to our remembrance. Yes. But then also on the other side of that relationship, God mm -hmm. said, hey, guys, put me in remembrance. So there is this commune where we're to be reminding each other. He'll show up and remind you, hey, I'm here. Oh, yeah. Father. And I'll show up and say, hey, Lord, I put your word here. I got your word working on this problem. He's like, oh, yeah, thanks for reminding me. Say say my word to me. Bring it before me. Amen. I won't let it fall. I'll uphold yeah. my word. Bring it to me. So there's this, right. there's this, just this like camaraderie of this intimate relationship of where we're communing and reminding each other. I agree. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. We did a good list. The great good list. top seven. I've got one more. Oh, one which more. Only is put in this list for the next week and a half. Okay. The number eighth way is come to the Tulsa <laughs> Healing Revival yes, with Amanda Grace, Stacy Whited, Dave and Fowler, Dave and Katie Fowler, and Jenny and I, and Chris and the whole team. We're all coming together. So, do we have a little bit of art for that? There oh we go. my word. Yes, I'm going to be there. Yep, me and Chris, November 10th and 11th. It is there actually at the Thrive Time headquarters. Of right? all places. Yes. So if you've never been to the Thrive Time headquarters, come on out. It's a really cool building. And on the door, it says Jesus is King, which ah. is great. 
So come on out if you can. We would love to see you. Absolutely. And you just go to loudmouthprayer.org and going to the org, loudmouthprayer.org. You can click on that. And at the very top of our website, up at the top up there, you'll see Tulsa Healing Revival. Click on that. Really easy to get signed up to join us. We have got hotel suggestions, restaurant suggestions. We even, you name it, it's all there. If you do not see something that you want to know, shoot me an email at admin, A-D-M-I-N, admin at loudmouthprayer.org. Thank you. There's my email. That comes to me. Shoot me an email and say, Marty, I'm confused how to sign up. Marty, can I bring pets? Marty, can my kids come? It doesn't matter what it is. Marty, what if I can't come until Saturday and I miss Friday night? Yes. The answer is yes to everything. Come, come be a part of it. Shoot us an email. We would love to personally, I will probably either email you or personally call you on the phone. We want to fill the room up and we have a good crowd coming. We want more to come. And this is actually now there's something fun about this night. The Friday night, it starts on the 10th. The Friday night is going to be a prayer panel where these five are going to be up there. And I'm going to get to ask Amanda really interesting personal questions that she never wants to answer. Isn't that going to be fun? That's what Marty's going to do to me. That's exactly what's going to happen. I promise. As your brother in the Lord, I promise to be sweet. But yeah, so we're going to have a prayer panel. and We're going to ask you guys questions about prayer and about the things of the spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit with this weird evidence of speaking in tongues. And we're going and to the, be baptizing people in the Holy Spirit. So that absolutely. we are going to be doing also. So please come out. Yeah, we come definitely want. And then the five-time headquarters. And then Saturday, we're going to have the healing revival. Yes. And then if you want a personal appointment with one of our healing technicians, we're doing that in the afternoon. But praise, praise God. Good show today, Amanda. I really love the list. Yeah, that's a new, yep, it's the Grace Out Loud top eight. Top eight, yes. That's our new thing. Grace Out Loud, top eight. Absolutely. Well, hey, we love you. We'll see you you. here in Tulsa in a week and a half. Praise God. I'll be there. New York's coming to Tulsa. See you then, Marty. See you soon. God bless you. And that concludes Grace Out Loud for today. We pray you learned a lot from it and that you begin starting to implement in your life some of these things that we have been talking about because we really want to see people break cycles, get in a closer relationship with the Lord so they can hear the Lord for themselves. That is so important for us in the prophetic to remember that's what we are here for, to point people back at the Lord and drive people into a deeper relationship with the Lord so they can hear the Lord for themselves. Uh, God bless everyone. Keep the faith. We love you. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six, Psalm 91. I say it every single day. Takes about two to three minutes, right? The Lord's prayer also, the order to that prayer is what is so important about it. And we hope to see you in Tulsa next week. We're coming to Tulsa. God bless everyone. Have a wonderful evening. Hello everyone, Amanda Grace here. So as many of you know, Dr. Mark Sherwood and Dr. Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute are mine and Chris's doctors. And so I went to Dr. Sherwood with a problem that I was seeing, not only with with what I was going through, but with what other women were going through concerning their metabolism, concerning energy, concerning their hormones. And so we put our heads together and we are very happy now to finally be able to present to you Rafa for women. Rafa means healer. 
in Hebrew. So it is an ode to the Lord because he is our healer. He put things in the earth that help heal us. And so Rafa is a product that was created for that. It also helps by helping with a healthy metabolism and natural hormones, as well as it helps balance fatigue, it helps with weight gain, night sweats, mood swings, blood sugar issues, and more. It is all natural, and I find more and more people are going into the natural arena in order to find solutions to issues that they're going through. So if you'd like to learn more, you can go to www.arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners to learn more about Rafa today. God bless. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing. You can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARC ARK to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products. They are so much more than just pillows. They have amazing bathrobes, they have sheets, they have slippers, they of course have pillows, and they even have dog beds. And I will tell you a fun fact, Noble Arcade at the Animal Sanctuary that many of you know and love has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you'd like to be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code ARK. God bless everyone. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver is something that you should invest in, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who's been on Ark of Grace many times, he loves to answer our viewer questions. In fact, he's answered all sorts of questions about gold, silver, the markets, even the real estate market he's been kind enough to answer questions about. So if you would like more information, if this is something you would like to invest in, please go to bh-pm.com today. That is bh-pm.com. And I have to tell you something, they work. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yes, and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out and wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To Toby? <laughs> <laughs> so it's good.